Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Happy Sunday. Chiefs, Dolphins, football in Germany. Presently, it's you can see I'm, I'm a little giddy. I'm excited. I got my Chiefs stuff on. It's halftime. We're up 21 nothing. No. Oh. Gotta love Sunday morning football. So two card shows this weekend. Two card shows, two days, two deals, eight hours of driving. <laughs> Let's jump right in. Uh, Friday. Friday's drive to the Shriners Auditorium was an easy drive. Uh, I wasn't expecting too much traffic on the way in. Uh, I left around 10. I was expecting a two-hour ride. Uh, ended up being an hour and 40 minutes door-to-door. Um, was able to park really close to the front door, so that was always good. Um, the line to get in was very long, uh, and I was surprised. I mean, I waited like 25 minutes to get in. You know, you had to buy a ticket go to the, like the little ticket box and buy a ticket before you could go into the show. Um, and probably the line was that long because it wasn't that crowded on Friday. I think the line was that wrong. Because, that was that long because there was only two people selling tickets uh, to get in. But it wasn't bad. It was a nice day. It could have been worse. It could have been raining. could have been cold, windy, whatever. It was sunny. It was nice. It was fine. Uh, I got in. Uh, I immediately saw my guy Joe uh, at Premier Sports Cards and Memorabilia. He's on Instagram uh, at Premier Sports RI. Uh, hung out, chopped it up with him and his son for a little bit. Um, checked out what he had in his cases. You know, being right inside the front door and being like, you know, at this point, like 12.15, right? 12.20, maybe 12.30, I'm not sure. Like everybody coming through the door. So we, we tried to hold conversation, but I told them, look, I'm, I'm going to roll. I'm going to run around, look at everything, and I'll stop back on the way out. Because uh, what I wanted to do, because I figured everybody, I mean, it's like, it's like my theory at Disney World, right? You know, when you go in, everybody either goes left to the right, and you're, you're going to start at whatever is there first. Uh, when I get in the front door, when I go in, I like just to head straight to the back and work my way back to the front. Cause I don't, you know, most people aren't going to be there. So it was easier for me to go hit the, go to the back and work my way the other direction because there was just not that many people back there. Um, I talked about, you know, I want to say first, before I explain my experience of the show, uh, of the show itself, I want to say I talked about I talk about know the show, right? Know the show. You always hear me say that. Know the show. And I traveled to this show last April, um, more for the uh, the bigger picture of me going to that show last April was to meet Mike Tyson. Um, 
I mean, I would certainly drive a couple hours to a show that I know is going to be a good show. I, I would drive three or four. I've driven to the Philly show. As long as I know the show is going to be a good show, I don't mind driving. Uh, and I went to the show more, not that I knew the show because I've never been there, but I wanted to meet Mike Tyson. Uh, and at that show last April, uh, I ended up spending more money at that show than any other show I attended. Any other show. I Hands down, I spent more money at that show. I got so many great deals at that show. Um, this time, I'm going back for the show, right? No guests, no meetups, no meet and greets, nothing being signed. Uh, I'm going for the show itself. And this was not the same show as April. Um, not even close to the same show as April. And I was told, I mean, a few people, they messaged me and said, hey, this is a different promoter. And if you like the April show, you're going to love this fall show, this no November show there. Um, and I was told that by a bunch of people, a lot of people messaging me. So my expectations for the show were even higher. Right. And all of a sudden I'm saying I spent more money at this show in April. I'm willing to get in the car and spend, you know, four or five hours round trip to go back to the show. So preparing for this show, I'm bringing more cash. I'm bringing my big stuff. Right. You know, I can't lie. I was expecting a massive day, just a massive day with big moves, turning over inventory trading up, trading down. I expected I was going to take this episode and break it into two episodes, maybe even three episodes, right? Of all the deals and the things that were going to happen, the things that we're going to do with this show. Um, you know, these were all my thoughts in my mind, getting ready for this show Thursday night and really all week, mentally just preparing for the show all week and putting, you know, the last episode was what? preparing for the Shriners. So not only am I mentally preparing for the show, I'm mentally during the week preparing to, you know, put out an episode on what I'm doing. So there's all this preparation going on in my mind. Um, I get there on Friday and I realize pretty quickly, this was going to be mostly a vintage show. Vintage baseball, vintage hockey, even vintage football um, at this show. A lot of the dealers that I that I know and I've seen before and I've talked to or I just recognize, you know, I've seen a lot of these guys at other shows like the Terrytown show, the East Coast National, Hofstra. Like a lot of these guys are at these shows that I set up at, uh, you know, south of me. And here I am traveling you know, a few hours to a show north of me. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of these same dealers. So I know, you know, I mean, these guys are big dealers, so they're going to set up at the bigger shows as well. But there was just a ton of vintage. Um, all great people with all great vintage inventory. Unfortunately, I don't do vintage, right? So I, so I can't, for what I do, I can't say, hey, this was a, a great show for me because it really wasn't this show for me was not a great show. Um, I talked to the, to the dealers. I, I knew, you know, I, I chopped it up with them, you know, cause I see them all the time, but 
you know, my lane is not in the vintage and they know that they know me, they know what I sell. They see what I sell at my table and they know what I'm buying. And, and I walk right by these vintage tables because I don't know enough about vintage. Uh, and, and I could just tell you a, a, a little quick thing from this show that there was so much vintage at the show. I was almost considering buying a vintage card. I mean, literally I was almost considered about buying a vintage card. And I saw one that I may have purchased. I thought maybe the price was right. And I knew the dealer and we talked about it and I took a picture of it and I sent it to my, my buddy, Rob sports card therapist. I'm like, Hey, what do you, and immediately he's like, this is off centered. Uh, it, it doesn't have the, it, there's the, the, the eye appeal is low on. I mean, there was everything wrong with this card. And I said, see, that's is why I don't do vintage because I don't know any of this stuff. I could certainly learn about this stuff, but it, it's just not my lane. It's not what I what I'm doing. I, I think I, I I'm doing pretty well in the lanes that that I'm in, and I'm having fun doing it. So why not just stay in those lanes? What I'm doing. Uh, you know, I did see some modern stuff. You know, there of course there's going to be modern stuff there. Uh, and I was shaking my head a little bit at the pricing of the modern stuff. Uh, I know it's Friday, right? I know the doors just opened. Um, and, and who knows? Maybe these stickers, the prices have been on these cards for a few months and nobody, you know, wants to turn them over. Um, but on a good amount of these cards, they were well over comps. And this is the way I look at it because I'm a dealer myself and it's, I think it's just common sense, right? Reprice your stuff before every show. And, and if, and if you don't want to sell it, if you don't want to sell the stuff, may, maybe not even put a price on it. I mean, why, if, like if I had a card, I didn't want to sell and I knew the comp on it was a thousand dollars. Why would I put a $2,500 price tag or a $2,022 price tag on it? Cause I think it just makes me look bad that I, that's just per, and I'm not, you know, putting anyone else down because everybody does what they want to do. They have their own way. There's no set of rules when you set up as a dealer, but for me, right. I, I just think, um, um, you know, putting it out there that maybe I'm not a good dealer or I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't know how to, how, how to word that, but I, I'm just telling you, it's not what I would do. And so when I go and I'm looking at, and, and I look in and I know comps on a card is $1,500 or $2,000 and you're asking $3,000, we're probably not even going to have a conversation. Even if it's a card I'm looking for, we're not even going to have a conversation because you're so far, you know, there's going to all have to be an awful lot of conversation for us to have for this card to go around comps. And I probably understand it's probably not going to go around comps. Um, so I'm not going to waste your time or my time right? Going up to that. So these tables, I, you know, I look at, Hey, how's it going? I look at the cars. I see the prices. I shake my head. I, a lot of times I move on, um, you know, low key. And I've talked about this. I've been looking for a Connor McDavid, a young guns PSA 10. Now, most people tell me, you know, if you're going to get a Connor McDavid, don't get the young guns, get this, get that. Like all these other cars are so much better. I kind of like the young guns. So I'm always keeping my eye out, uh, on a young gun. And if I see them at a show, I like, I try to do a little bit of trade and cash, you know, I'm not going to go out and put, you know, all cash down to buy a card like that. But if I can, you know, work out a trade with cash, something like that and get a deal done, I'd be happy to get it done. 
So I know I'm always looking last public sales on that card, 2,400, 2,500, you know, under $2,600 anyways. Um, I inquired at two different tables that had, and not all one, one guy had like four or five of these stacked up, you know, on top of each other. And I said, Hey, how much for the, you know, for the, uh, you know, the McDavid, the young guns, the PS 10, um, one guy that had the stack of them, $3,700. Now that's, we're talking 24 to 26. That's over a thousand dollars over what the last public sale. One guy who had one in his case said 5k. And I said, Oh, I said, is that numbered? Is it? He said, no, that's just the regular young guns. I said, just the regular young guns, 5k. And he goes, yep. I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, at least the guy at 3,700, when I asked, he, immediately he said to me, and he probably saw the look on my, my face when he said 3,700. He says, yeah, I know. I know I'm over. He says, I'm way underwater on these cards and probably just going to hold them for now. Uh, I respect that. You know, nothing wrong with being honest. You know, we always talk about being a dealer for high on something. Just say, hey, I'm high on something, you know, um, I, I know another guy who said, like, I saw this weekend that another show, you know, and I'm going to get to that show later. But I said, you know, hey, how much, how much I, I point that out of the card? And he said, nah, more than you want to spend. He said, the market is just not good right now. And I understand that, but at least it's honest, right? At least it's somebody being honest and we don't have to, you know, go back and forth and say, oh, will you take this or with that? Or, you know, I'm going to pull my phone out and I'm going to show you what the last comps are, right? I mean, because, you know, as a dealer and as a, like we're all, we've all been there, right? We've all been there. I'm both, I'm doing this from both sides of the table. So I'm on one side of the table. Like there's nothing more that I want to do to pull my phone out and say, $3,700. Are you kidding me? Look, the last sale on this thing was 2,400, you know, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. And I think maybe it's going to, you know, cause a little friction between the two of us at this table. So I do that. Why, why put any negativity at, at a car? That, that's the way I look at it. I, I mean, I'm not going to be spending over comps. I would want to get it at or under, right? So, you know, we're that far away. Smile. All right, man. Hey, good luck today. Have a good day. I hope, you know, have you, I hope you have a great weekend. I mean, that's the way to do it. I mean, it, there, there's no sense, you know, bringing any friction or negativity into it because you know where it's going to end. If you've done this enough times, you know where that's going to end. Uh, there were some dealers there uh, with some really great high-end football cards, but the best, and this was the depressing part, the best football cards I saw, they were with the auction companies. They were in their cases, you know, all the different companies that are looking to get people to consign with them, to leave their card with them, to consign with them. Those had some of the best. And a lot of people are coming up. They're like, yeah, I mean, is there a price on that? Like, can we buy that card? And they're like, no, it's an auction. It's online. And they were happy that they had a computer set up to show you, hey, this is what the current bid is on it. You know, you can certainly go bid on it. It's a seven day, a 10 day or whatever, whenever it's coming up. Uh, but those, those, those were the cars that I, I would have been looking for to buy at a show like this uh, and and looking to get a much better deal than I'm probably going to get at an online auction. Right. And and there's a lot of other fees and, and taxes and shipping and a lot of things involved in that. And that's why we like the card shows. Right. We get in there. We can avoid a lot of those things. Um, but these cards were not for sale at the show. Saw a lot of modern baseball there too. Um, another lane I have a little knowledge in, 
and, and I was surprised because, I mean, I kind of just know the markets and how they go. And I know, you know, the World Series, you know, just finished. I understand it just finished. But there was still just a ton of baseball in there. And I know, you know, in the previous years, like with football after the Super Bowl, you don't see that much football out there. Maybe just the people who, you know, like last year when Chiefs win the Super Bowl, right? You'll see a bunch of Mahomes stuff out there, you know, because he, uh, you know, obviously just won another Super Bowl. Uh, Some of the Jalen Hurts stuff was out there. So, you know, you saw like a handful's pockets here and there, but there was definitely a lot of baseball out there, a lot of of modern baseball in in cases out there. You know, another thing... um, I saw and I've start I'm starting to see an awful lot of is there's just a ton of these low-end slabs. Though those 10, 20, 30, 40 dollar, 50 dollar, just these low-end base football, these PSA graded slabs. Um probably a ton of cards that probably should have never been graded or you know nobody really had any business grading them but they did but not just not just the here or there but just tons and tons of of low end uh football slabs PSA slabs and you know and I I guess with you know the deals going on at uh, you know with PSA you know we I talked about this, right? This whole grading thing. And it's, you know, it's affordable to grade the cards now, but I'm not sure where the money is made just grading base cards, you know, like a, like a prism quarterback, just a base card, even, even the 10 version of it, right? People are selling for $15. Now I know the grading, you know, the the grading has, you know, it, it is $15, Right, it's a, to, that's where it came at as loaded lowest. So I'm not sure what was graded that would have made up for selling this at its actual grading price. Or at one point, maybe they were selling for twenty five or thirty dollars, and it made sense. But now it's at a point where the value has come down so much, people are just trying to liquidate. They're like, you know what, just take it. I'm just I'm getting what I can get for it now, and and just take it away. Um, but but just a ton of those those lower end slabs and I don't know it's it it's uh, you see a lot of them out there too and I'm not sure you know if you know whoever I don't want to say hot potato but I don't know whoever stuck with these things at the end if it was if it was a good deal or not because I don't know many people who want to buy graded base cards. You know, I, I have boxes and boxes and boxes of base cards here um, from ripping cards from 2021, 22, 23 that are all base football, hockey. I even have baseball here. Like if somebody was re- really interested in buying these cards or, or, you know, I would certainly be selling them. But I, I, I think it would be a lot of work trying to put these out there to sell them. I just don't think people would really be interested in buying them. I mean. I mean, if you if you know something I don't, please let me know because I'd love to sell all these base, you know, base cards that I have from all these boxes that I ripped open. But I I just don't see a market out there for these cards right now. Uh, so for me, I'm going to say for me because of the collector I am and what I was looking for and what my expectations were, a bit of a disappointing day. Uh, it was a long drive. Um, 
it was it was three hours there. I spent three hours there. I did two laps. I talked to a ton of people. At the end of the day, I only spent $15 on the admission. And people were complaining about that in line. Somebody was like, oh, admission is $5. I said, $5? I said, I don't think it's $5. Not on a Friday, not on the first day. I said, I think it's more than that. And then people were finding out it was $15. Like, oh, my God. You remember we paid $5 to get in here? Uh, you know, I thought $15 was reasonable to get into a get into a card show. I mean, I, I, on a, on a show that size, I thought $15 is very reasonable to get in. I paid more to get into, to, 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 to shows for, for a single day. Um, but that was it. It was just the $15 is all I spent. I spent. And unfortunately leaving, leaving at three 30, I thought I was going to beat the traffic. I was hoping to leave at three and it ended up, I went back and I was, I, met back up with my guy joe uh and i would talk to him for a while and by the time i looked at my watch i'm like oh my god i gotta get out of here um but i left at 3 30 uh the drive home took me three and a half hours yeah yikes uh and there was no shortage of some curse words that day just the traffic the whole way home was just unbelievable um but i made it home safe and right that's what counts it was another day i mean it can't be a bad day going to a card show and hanging out with it. I mean, even if the show was not what I expected and, and I wasn't able to find the things that I was looking for at the show, just being at a card show, seeing the people there, right? How bad could it be? You know, the drive was the worst part of the whole day. Uh, so Saturday morning, I regroup back in the car off to Enfield. Uh, I met my guy, Jordan at zips cards up there. Uh, he had originally planned on going up to Shriners, but he changed his mind last minute and decided he was going to do the Enfield show instead. Um, so I met him up there. Uh, I know most of the dealers there enjoy hanging out with those dealers as well and chopping it up, talking cards, state of the hobby. What's next for shows? Who's setting up where? You know, here here in New England in two weeks when I'm setting up at Gillette, there's three shows and that's kind of all the buzz right now. There, there's the Gillette stadium show. There's the Mohegan sun show and there's a Quincy Massachusetts show. And uh, you know, it's people complaining, like how could they do this? How could the, everybody have, you know, shows all, all on the same weekend. Um, but people are going to attend. People are going to be side talk to people who are going to be setting up have ta they have tables at two shows right because they you know two of the promoters that they feel like they you know they can't say no and if they do they'll lose their spot next time so they're paying for the table they're going to put somebody at that table to you know to set up for them and and I think that puts a lot of pressure uh, you know on the dealers for that. To say, hey, you know, you know, are you going to be loyal to me or are you going to be loyal to them or, or something like that? So I know there's a lot of that between the Quincy and the Gillette show. Uh, I've talked to at least four or five people that have tables at both and do not want to get on the bad side of either promoter. And both promoters think that's the only show they're doing. So um, that's a situation that that puts 
puts the dealers in. And then you have to remember, you're going to have all these people. Are people going to travel from show to show all weekend or are they going to be sticking in one area? So, I, I mean, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, but anyways, fun to hang out and talk with all these people. Uh, I had a meeting set up with a guy who does hockey up there. I, I talked about this. He was looking for raw young guns. So I brought my box, uh, let him go through it. He only found a few out of it, which I, you know, I, I knew there was nothing really that high end in there. Um, uh, but obviously want to let him go through and hope he can find something. Uh, but while I was there, you know, another kid came up to his table looking to sell a uh, Quinn Hughes young guns, PSA 10 said he was asking 120. And I know I just comped that card hours earlier at 150. So the kid wanted 120, which was a good deal. I mean, I was interested, but I didn't want to overstep because here I am at another dealer's table and the other dealer's talking to him. And he said, oh, do you want to trade? And the kid's like, no, I just want some cash. Uh, he said, uh, hey, can you come back after I, you know, come back, give me like half an hour, an hour or whatever. Let me get a few sales. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in the card. So the kid left. So after I was done with him, um, I went to see my other, I'll call them my fellow hockey dealers uh, at Gordy, Gordy Cards and at Sabres Hockey 22. A couple guys there I always see up there. Um, Sean was talking to the kid with the, with the card uh, and he was offering it to him. And Sean wasn't interested, so he turned to me and he said, are you interested? And I'm like, wow, I thought to myself, this could not work out any better right and i immediately bought the card because i just knew it was a good deal i said you know perfect sold so i bought the card tossed it in my case and i thought to myself wow first pickup of the weekend that was my all weekend that was my first pickup of the weekend and 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 two shows that was my first pickup um i did have a second pickup uh at the enfield show actually you know what for those of you, I should hold this up. For those of you on YouTube, I'll show you the Quinn Hughes card. Yeah, and he's a good pickup right now. With the points he's putting up right now, he's he's been hot, him and his brother. So, um, Another card I picked up. Um, so I want to say it was probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, at the Hofstra show, I made a trade for this Brittany Griner card. It's a 2016 Tops U.S. Olympic team. Um, it is Olympic pedigree. So this card here, number to 50, it's a BGS 910. And I'll just remind you of the card. It's an autograph. Um, and I've had that card for a while, and I've never seen another one. And I was at this show, and I saw a raw one, which I'll hold up. Somebody had in their case. Uh, and I said, you know what? I've, I've never seen a second one of these cars. Now I know I've seen them online before and he was probably asking a little too much for the card, but I was still okay. We worked out a deal. I was still okay to get it for the price that I got it for. Um, cause this card here, uh, I will grade, right. And I'll have it ready for, uh, you know, the 2024 Summer Olympics, you know, it may be, a, you know, a card, you know, with that Olympics coming up, especially with the women's sport, with soccer and basketball and things like that, you know, maybe a card that, uh, you know, it could, uh, 
it could sell. It'd be nice to have my case next summer. I see. I'm always already looking ahead to the summer, to what's happening down the road. But, you know, I bring that up because I talked about wanting to find inventory that I can be putting in my case December, January, February, and I really haven't found any. Um, I have a lot of hockey cards and people are, have been interested in the hockey cards and the prices have been way up on these hockey cards, but I'm like, ah, if I can just hold out to, to, uh, to the Gillette show. And then from the Gillette show on, because I just want to have decent inventory in my case for the, for the, for the Gillette show. And I talked about, I'm doing that Saturday Gillette show and then I'm heading to Mohegan. I'm not setting up at Mohegan Sunday, but I'm going to walk, walk the Mohegan show on Sunday. Um, but after that, you know, I really don't, I, and I should say, I shouldn't say I don't have any plans to set up because I'm making arrangements now with, with my two friends, uh, Wolfpack members and, and, uh, Crosstown Cardboard podcasters, Craig and Carmine, uh, I'm making arrangements now to go to Culture Collision in January. The three of us are going to, uh, plan a trip down there in January. So we're going to get a table down there. We're going to set up down there. So we're, we, we're just put this all together and, uh, we're, I'm getting excited for this. So that after, after the Gillette show, um, I have a December last show, second Saturday of December. And the only other show I'll have planned now would be the end of January, um, for the, uh, culture collision shows, but I need inventory, right? I can't say I'm going to go set up if I really don't have inventory and especially a, uh, like a culture collision. I can't be bringing dollar boxes and, or, you know, singles boxes, uh, cause I may be flying down there. So I need to have slab inventory. So I'm going to keep looking, you know, keep looking, keep trying to find, you know, that inventory. And, you know, I understand where the market's at. I know prices are coming down on things. I know people are, you know, they're, they, they, I understand people are like, okay, the market's down a little bit. Do I sell this card? Do I panic sell immediately and let this card go? Or do I wait and hold out and maybe a few weeks it'll bounce back up. It'll come back up. I mean, I understand all these thoughts, but at some point it's got to make sense for me to buy some inventory that I could profit from setting up at a show at some point. There has to come a time where it's the, the price point is going to make sense. Um, I will be traveling this week, going to see my daughter, my son-in-law, and my grand granddaughters uh, down in North Carolina. So while I'm there uh, this weekend uh, at the Raleigh Fairgrounds, they have the sports card and collectible show. So I plan on Saturday going over Saturday morning. I plan on going over hitting, hitting that show. So if anybody's there listening, any listeners that you're set up at that show, or you're going to be at that show, um, just shoot me a message. Let me know. I'll try to meet up. If you're a dealer, I'll try to come by and see you. I'm looking forward to that one. I don't have a lot of time on Saturday, so it's definitely going to be just a, a short morning trip. But if you're going to be there or you have a table, definitely let me know. Uh, this week's episode will drop a little early because I'm leaving Wednesday to head down there. So it's probably going to drop Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning. So just a little program note on that.
Um, that's it. That's all I have for you. I am going to go back. Hopefully my chiefs are going to stay in command of this game and win it easily over there in Germany. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word until next time. Take care of yourselves and everyone around you.